Today is Monday, September 13th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we're talking World 100, Tusky 50, the Gold Cup, USAC Nationals, and more. So come along with me, won't you? Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now let's get going. At Eldora Speedway over the weekend, the World 100 party kept rolling along with two more nights of racing and another chance at a Globe Trophy. The Friday night prelim features went to Brandon Overton and Greg Satterley. Overton dominated the first race, leading all 25 laps from the pole and topping Jimmy Owens and Kyle Bronson. The second race, Bobby Pierce tried to track down Saturday, uh, Satterley late, but came up short. Satterley took the $10,000 win over Pierce and Brandon Shepard. Friday's action, just like the earlier prelim night, set the heat race lineups for Saturday's 50th Ward 100, and once the early Saturday action was complete, we had a few notables not make the big race. Jimmy Owens missed his heat race transfer by one spot and then couldn't get it done in a B-main. Tyler Erb was also missing from the 50th Ward 100 field after he missed transfers by one spot in both the B-main and the second scramble. Unfortunate for both of those guys. For the 100-lapper, Scott Bloomquist led the field to green from the pole thanks to his heat race 6 win. He was joined on the front row by Bobby Pierce. Those two battled early, but Bloomer was able to wrestle control of the race early on. He led the first 17 laps before Wednesday night prelim winner Johnny Scott took over on lap 18. Behind Scott, Brandon Overton was lurking and he began to pressure the New Mexico driver. Things came to a head on lap 27 when Scott slipped up in turn 2 and made contact with the lap car of Michael Norris. That let Overton slip by to take the lead, but the move was then negated when Norris slowed to a stop. On the restart, Scott maintained the lead and he kept it for a while, but eventually Overton worked past him on lap 42. Unlike Thursday night, though, this race would not belong to Overton. Following a restart just past halfway, Jonathan Davenport slipped by the 76 and began to stretch away. JD later survived a late restart with eight laps to go, and he bagged the victory in the 50th World 100. Mike Marler had an incredible drive from 26th to finish second. Overton was third, Tim McCready fourth, and Chris Ferguson rounded out the top five. The win was Davenport's fourth career World 100 triumph, and he joins Billy Moyer, Bloomquist, and Donnie Moran as the only drivers with at least four world victories. I believe I saw this was his sixth win for Davenport this year that paid at least 20000 to win. That's a pretty damn good run he's had so far in 2021. So we didn't get to see a weekend sweep for Brandon Overton, but still an incredible stretch of races at Eldora this season for him be a very, very difficult thing for someone to try to top what he did in the future between the dream and the world. Obviously, the pandemic created a unique situation this year, but still pretty amazing stuff for Overton. For Dirt Late Model fans, we aren't done just yet this season, though. We still have some champions to crown, plus big money still out there at events like the Late Model Knoxville Nationals and the Dirt Track World Championship. Lucas is at Knoxville this week. The Outlaws are back next week. And then the Flow Racing Night in America series starts back up again tonight, actually, on Fairbury. So stay tuned for more cool late model stuff. The other big money that was on the line this week was for the sprint cars at Port Royal Speedway. The Tuscarora 50 for the All-Star Circuit of Champions continued Friday night and Saturday night. In the final tune-up before the big money show back on Friday night, it was Darren Pittman who led every lap en route to his first victory of the season. He's been running a part-time schedule with the Swindell Speed Lab car as of late and looked very strong. It was his 10th career All-Star win and his first series win in over six years. He topped Lucas Wolf, Gio Selzy, Logan Wagner, and Brian Brown. 
On Saturday night, with $54,000 going to the winner, we had drama in the feature for Lance DeWeese. He took over the lead from Rico Abreu on lap 12 and appeared to be very strong, but as laps ticked off, DeWeese's car kept getting dirtier and dirtier, and it wasn't the Port Royal surface on his car, it was oil. A loose hose caused oil to leak out of the engine and all over DeWeese and the car. At the halfway break, he got out to clean off his steering wheel and got... Uh, and to get more tear-offs as his crew frantically worked to refill the oil and solve the issue. Once rolling again, he was able to maintain the lead, but his lack of clear vision ended up costing him late. With just a few laps left, he got tentative working lap traffic and Logan Wagner pounced. Wagner led the final two laps en route to his first career Tusky 50, uh, 50 victory. Deweese had to settle for second with Anthony Macri third, Dylan Sisney fourth, and Brent Marks in fifth. Deweese tweeted every, uh, afterward that everything from his helmet to his neck restraint was destroyed by the oil. It's unfortunate for him because I think he definitely had the car to beat. Leaving the weekend, we are down to our final five all-star races of the season. Series points leader Tyler Courtney had a brutal weekend, finishing 20th, 14th, and 25th, but his points lead is still a very sizable 276 over Corey Eliasson. The All-Stars are back in Pennsylvania this weekend with the Dirt Classic Qualifier at Williams Grove on Friday and the 20,000 to win Dirt Classic at Lincoln on Saturday. For the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, it was two nights at the Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, California over the weekend for the Gold Cup Race of Champions. On Friday night, we were treated to one hell of a battle in the first half of the race for the lead. Watching series regular Sheldon Hoddenshield and Brad Sweet duke it out with local favorite Colby Copeland was worth the price of admission. Unfortunately for those three, though, David Gravel was lurking. He started fifth, took control on lap 19 and uh, on lap 17, and led the final 19 laps to score his ninth outlaw win of 2021. Copeland ended up second, Sweet third, Hoddenshield fourth, and Craig Kinzer completed the top five. It was a career best finish for Copeland. On Saturday night in the finale, Casey Kane led the field to the green from the pole, looking for his first ever World of Outlaws feature win, but his time out front was short lived. He led the first eight laps before local Tanner Carrick took over on lap nine. Carrick was able to maintain the lead through halfway, but things got spicy out front after that. The 89T was under fire from both Brad Sweet and Logan Schuhart, with each of the full-timers grabbing the lead at various points. Unfortunately for Carrick, though, under a caution at lap 25, he was sent to the work area because the tail tank had come loose on his machine and was not able to make it back out before the green flagged wave. In that situation, his team was given no guaranteed time in the work area because the race was past halfway. The local fans were none too pleased with Carrick being stopped in the first place, but it's an easy call to make for outlaw officials. You can't race with a loose tail tank. Once green, Sweet and Shuhart battled for a few laps before the 1S took over for good on lap 28. He drove away to the Gold Cup win in his second victory in three races. James McFadden snuck my Sweet late to finish second. Sweet was third, Donnie Schatz fourth, and Casey Kane ended up fifth was a tick disappointed with the fields each night, but there were some mitigating circumstances. I thought we'd see Corey Day, but I completely forgot he's not old enough to race with the Outlaws. Shane Golubic was off racing with USAC as his car owner, Matt Wood, promoted that Husets event. And I heard that maybe Justin Sanders was under the weather this week, and hopefully he feels better soon. With 12 race nights now remaining in 2021, Sweet has extended his points lead to 140 over David Gravel and 188 over Carson Macedo. On average, Gravel will need to beat Sweet by nearly six positions a night to pull even. I just don't see that happening right now at this point. The War of Outlaws West Coast Swing continues Saturday at the Keller Auto Speedway for the Tom Tarleton Classic. At Houston Speedway in South Dakota, both the USAC Sprint Cars and Midgets were in town for the inaugural USAC Nationals. 
Besides there being big money on the line through the weekend, we also have two incredibly tight points battles that we wanted to keep an eye on. The weekend started off for the Midgets with Thomas Meserol winning a green, uh, on a green-white checkered finish on Friday night. Kevin Thomas Jr. led much of the feature but suffered a flat tire late. Timez then slipped by Chris Windham in that final run to the checkered and picked up his third win of the year. Windham, Shane Golubic, Buddy Kofoid, and Dazen Persley completed the top five. Emerson Axum had mechanical trouble and finished 24th, which was a big hit for him in the standings. On Saturday night, after getting beat the night before, Chris Windham wouldn't be denied. He started 6th, took the lead from Dazen Persley on lap 22, and drove away to the victory. Persley finished 2nd, Kofoid 3rd, Logan Seavey 4th, and Golubic was 5th. An 11th place result for Axum saw him drop even further behind Kofoid and Windham in the standings, heading into Sunday's finale. And over to that final day, the competitors were racing for $20,000, but they had to survive 100 laps to get it done. Chase Randall led the field to green and was out front for the first 14, uh, 13 laps before Cannon McIntosh took over. It's a bit, uh, been a disappointing season for Cannon Mac, and unfortunately for him, that trend continued on Sunday. He shredded a right rear tire before halfway, and it effectively ended his race. Once past that halfway break, Chase Randall took back over again and was good out front for quite a while. Inside 20 to go, though, Chris Windham started pressuring Randall for the lead and then disaster struck for the youngster from Texas. He'd led lap 85 and then into turn one, cut down the right rear tire and ended up flipping. Big disappointment for him after leading 49 laps. Uh, like the announcers talked about, I definitely think Randall's day will come soon. Once green again, Windham was able to drive away to the victory and bag the $20,000 winner's share. Kofoid finished second, Persley third, Tanner Thorson fourth, and Kevin Thomas Jr. was fifth. Leaving the weekend, the points are still very tight at the top, but Axum has lost touch with the top two. He's now third at 94 points behind Kofoid, and that was after entering the weekend just nine points back. Wyndham, though, has kept it close, and he trails by only 10 points. The midget championship battle continues in a few weeks. With the sprint cars, Tanner Thorson kicked off the weekend with a dominating win on Friday, leading all 25 laps and topping Timez, Brady Bacon, Robert Ballou, and Kevin Thomas Jr., Remember that Justin Grant and KTJ are trying to keep pace with Bacon in the standings. On Saturday night, Charles Davis Jr. led early from the pole, but CJ Leary took over on lap three and was never really challenged out front again. It was Leary's fourth win of the year, and he topped Thorson, Davis, Jake Swanson, and KTJ. And then in the 20,000 to win finale on Sunday, we had some great racing in the early going with Chris Windham and Logan Seavey trading the lead officially five times in the first nine laps. Wyndham, though, was able to seize control of the race on lap 9, but C.J. Leary was lurking. Right before halfway, Leary slipped by him on the bottom and led the rest of the way to score the big money. Wyndham tried late to uh, get back by, but a timely caution saved Leary's lead. Brady Bacon ended up second, Wyndham third, Thor uh, Thorson was fourth, and KTJ was fifth. With Bra uh, Bacon grabbing three top six finishes through the uh, three nights, he did what he needed to do to maintain the points lead. He leaves the weekend with a 56-point advantage on Thomas, with Grant now slipping to 95 points back. The sprint cars of USAC are back on Friday at Circle City Raceway in Indianapolis. Other open-wheel uh, open winners this weekend included Chris Andrews at Attica, Scott Boguski, and Blake Hahn won with the ASCS at I-80. Blake Hahn maintains the ASCS National Tour points lead. Jake Newman was a MOA winner at Jacksonville. Brent Cruz won the Power Eye Show there. Scotty Thiel was an IRA winner at Out at Gamey. Cole Duncan won at Atomic. Brooke Tatnell at Cedar Lake. Cole Macedo at Fremont. And Andy Forsberg won the 360 finale at Silver Dollar. For more from the Open Wheel Weekend, visit tjslideways.com. 
With the Super Dirt Car Series over the weekend, Matt Shepard won the Saturday show at Weed Sport over Max McLaughlin and Tim Fuller. The Sunday show was lost to rain. In other weekend late model action, Jason Covert won the Super Late Model show at Port Royal and then won again Saturday at Lincoln. Jared Miley won at Raceway 7, and Justin Kay was an IMCA winner at Lee County. To see more from the Late Model Weekend, visit DirtOnDirt.com. There are two shows on the streaming schedule today, both of those over on Flow Racing. Besides Flow 24-7, they also have the return of the Flow Racing and Night in America Late Model Series. Kyle Larson is racing tonight. To see the full list of shows with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.